This is exactly right. Scotty, guess what? What? I'm going back to Minneapolis, okay? You are? I'm sorry I'm not bringing you. I'm doing stand-up at Acme. Uh, December 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, come on out. That's a Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at Acme. And it's a fantastic club, and it'll be really fun. And we'll do some stand-up, and we'll hang out. Oh, that's so fun. So go see Kurt at Acme in Minneapolis. December 1st through 3rd. Scotty, you ready? Ooh, I'm ready to laugh and laugh and laugh. This one's great. Oh, good. Call him Licasso. Man paints beaver with world's longest tongue. Man paints beaver with world's <laughs> longest tongue. Damn, I'm ready for this episode of Bananas. <laughs> Guys, gals, and non-binary pals, welcome to Bananas. I'm Kurt Brownoller. I am Banana Boy number two, Scotty Landis. Thank you for tuning in to our Silly News podcast, oft described as the silliest little podcast there ever was. Uh, Scotty, how you feeling, bud? Dude, I am. I have 900 plates spinning today, and even while we're recording, I'm trying to. I'm doing a big, I guess, fall cleaning in my house. And so I'm like selling a bunch of stuff on OfferUp, and I have people that are like, I'll be there. And everybody's coming uh, late. Everybody's over half an hour late while I'm also doing work stuff, while we're also recording. (laughs) So if I suddenly disappear for five minutes, it's me taking cash from somebody and probably getting forced to load a dresser into their like Honda Civic. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's awesome. What a treat for you. What a day. What a beautiful whatever day of the week it is. Um. I just, as always, as I always do at the top of Bananas, I want to remind you that my comedy special, Perfectly Stupid, is out there right now. Mm -hmm. You can go watch it, and if you do, I would appreciate it. Not just, Mm -hmm. and you're not doing me a favor, you'll be doing yourself a favor. That's right. right. It's entertainment, and I was there for the tapings in Denver. We had a rockin' time. There were a lot of people dressed as bananas there. There were like 15 Charlie Fromages. It was just a night to remember. Mm Mm-mm-mm. And well, you know what? Let's get. Should we get to our fantastic guest, Scotty? I can't wait. I'm vibrating with just excitement about this entire episode. She is so funny. She was. Uh, she was fed to me, mm. mouth open like a baby bird by the Instagram algorithm. Really? Yes. Um, I've actually discovered a bunch of New York because you know I'm not. A, I'm never in New York. I've discovered a bunch uh, of New York town. comedians this way because I found mm-hmm. a lot of comics on Instagram, and she's just so so funny. Yes, she is. Uh, she is a stand-up. She's yes. been on uh, Fallon. She's uh, been on Comedy Central. Yes, I uh, had pieces in the New Yorker. So please welcome the absolutely hilarious and fantastic Chloe Radcliffe. Yeah, that's right. Both hilarious and fantastic. <laughs> hey, yeah, that's a great way to be. That's a good it, way to live a life. It's true, down. Chloe. Thank you. Thank it's you. true. Thank you. This is actually You're our welcome. first time meeting. As I stated in your intro, 
you you were fed to me on the Instagram algorithm. Yes. And you're just so, so, so funny. Thank you. Thank you so much. I I um I pay Instagram to force people to watch me. <laughs> Please, God, uh, the god of social media, let people discover me. Um no, I'm I That's good though. Yeah, I Kurt, I've seen you um a handful of times because I have done hot tub a few times. So I have watched you from afar. Um and uh we maybe have met in the green room, but I but Oh yes, we probably yeah, have that. But just just truly in passing. So I'm very glad to to now be meeting you um on a computer. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The best way thrill. to meet people. What, what a thrill. <laughs> and me watching you two meet on Zoom. It, it's just warm, you know? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Scotty, what's your name? <laughs> yeah, a true nobody. I'm, I'm, I'm nobody, but man, this is really getting me in the mood for Thanksgiving, just seeing all these new friends becoming friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we're like a family already. That's you're, right. You're in Los Angeles. How are you liking it? I um. I am like every time I come to LA, I like it more than I liked it the time before. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. It does have a, That's it, right. it has a, a growth curve, but it takes a while, it takes a little while. to figure it yeah. out. I remember, I realized that cause I was in New York for 14 years. I realized that the first six months I lived in LA, what I was essentially doing was like, if I lived in New York, if I needed like toilet paper and I lived in Brooklyn, I was doing the LA equivalent of going to Times Square to buy toilet paper and then coming back to Brooklyn and being like, this city this sucks. sucks. Yeah. Wait, where were you going? What was, what was happening? No, just like, cause I would, I was, in, I was living in Silver Lake and I was always going like East into Hollywood mm. to do anything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I mean, I was going West into Hollywood to do anything. And it's just awful. It's just awful over there. And so then I realized, like, oh, everything there's there's like little towns all over. There's toilet paper right here. There's toilet paper right here. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I found all my local toilet paper. Wow, is what I'm saying. What a beautiful, yeah. What a what a beautiful story. I it is. Thank uh, you. I I just feel I I'm waiting to feel, and I don't mean to shit on L.A., but I'm waiting to feel shit. LA magic in the way that I feel New York magic. And I've lived in New York mm-hmm. for five years and I still feel New York magic every week. Yeah. And I have, and I have been to LA many, many times and I, I have yet to feel LA magic maybe ever, but yeah. I know it exists. I know it is here. I just am. I'm looking for it. I'm hopeful. I think yeah, LA right. magic is totally different from New York magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, LA magic has more to do with, I think like nature shit. Sure. Uh, True. You know, and being in like just overwhelmed by gorgeousness that's like 10 or 15 minutes away from, or the other version of it is just like having a pool and having a house and not having to, you know, like struggle as much. Yes. And be lazy, lay face down on the floor. Yes. That's LA magic, laying face down on the floor and giving up. Buddy, I can lay face down on the floor in New York too. <laughs> you know what New York City's good for? <laughs> Give it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm. But I, I gotta say that, like, times ago, a couple visits ago, I was like, I don't think there is LA magic, and now I've gotten to the point where I'm saying I am waiting to feel it. So I'm improving. 
Oh yeah, no. I was I was in the exact same boat. I I always was like, no way, never ever. That's I right. ain't doing this. I'm New York mm-hmm. City till I die, mm-hmm. baby. Mm-hmm. And then I came out here and I was and then bought a house and I'm never going yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then we came out here and Kurt and I went to a flea market very early on in Long Beach and Kurt just bought so much nautical stuff that I was like, this guy's going through changes. He's a sailor. <laughs> just, Boat stuff, boat paintings, banker lamps. It was so funny. I was like, the dude is ready for a change. This is me now. Kurt, the question is, do you still own all of that nautical-themed decor? Great no. question. My wife made me get rid of all of it. I, she was not happy that I bought it. I kind of like <laughs> just went for it. She was like, "Why? Do, what are we like? What are we? Is this a? Is this a a sailor's bar that we live in? Are you going to start putting up like a a little uh, a little net with a plastic crab? Yeah. In it, you Love know, those. on the wall. And I was Love like, those. "Yes, can we?" She's like, no. "That's a great idea." It sounds well. It sounds like you sort of you know you know when you walk into the bathrooms and the bathrooms are just ocean themed for no discernible reason other than this yeah. is a place with plumbing <laughs> and you're like yeah. yeah sure i guess there's water in both of these places <laughs> that sounds like the approach that you took to your entire house that's right sometimes you just roll out the beach towel yeah. turn on the sun lamp and just flush the toilet mm-hmm. like waves crashing mm-hmm. right next to your head mm-hmm. it's a beautiful time yeah. I mean, it, I I uh, I do kind of want to live with a decor that is the desi- the decor of a divorced dad's houseboat. That I think would be my ideal decor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no notes. Ten out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> ten out of ten. Here it is. Are you got you ready for this uh, headline, Chloe? Hit me. Yeah. Call him Licasso. Man paints beaver with world's longest tongue. Quote, it's a gift. I have to use it. (laughs) His longest tongue is a gift that he needs to use. And by that, he means with painting with it. Yep. This is, I mean, I can't believe I've been sleeping on this one. Wait, 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 wait. Is the... (laughs) Does the man have the longest tongue or does the beaver have the longest (laughs) tongue? (laughs) <laughs> like the man, the man has the long tongue. <laughs> and is he painting a portrait of a beaver or does he have a stuffed beaver that he's painting? Guys, we're going to get into and, it. Or your questions is this, I mean, answered. is it like, you know, thinly veiled uh, innuendo? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he can paint that I beaver with a long tongue. I mean, it's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect, right. really, for him to choose this. This was okay. sent in by the immortal. We have been... We have been uh, 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 not purposefully mm. missing his stories. Yeah. Copy haste, folks. He's I'm going back. to his birthday. I'm going all copy haste stories this episode. Uh, so Chloe, this, this was... means nothing to you. This is a fan that has sent us thousands of stories over the last two and a half years. And he gets me. He gets me. And y- you use his, his stories frequently. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Where does he so find this it? This is from the Huffington Post, sure. okay. written by David Moy, who some some say Scotty is best in the biz. That's right, best in the biz uh, of of weird news biz, of tongue beaver biz, tongue beaver, tongue beaver tongue, beaver tongue. Beaver the TBB, mm. yes, uh, the TCBY, TBB, <laughs> the country's best young beaver biz. All right, here it is. The man, yeah. 
The man with the world's longest tongue is doing what he was born to do, paint mm-hmm. a beaver with his tongue. Absolutely. Nick Stoberl, 26, currently holds the Guinness World Records for world's longest tongue, a whopping 3.97 inches wow. from tip to closed lip. Oh, so just I would have so thought it was know, longer. It's, it's like a full inch below his chin. I've oh, seen the pictures. Tip to close lip. So when his tongue is out from uh-huh. the tip of it back to his mouth is yes. three. But it's when he's Almost got his tongue inches. like stuck down, like eh, right, like uh-huh. I wish that. Yeah. Should we just do the noise that it makes since nobody's watching us on this <laughs> uh, Zoom? <laughs> I think I have a normal tongue. Uh, 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 that's probably uh-huh. Scotty. You call that a normal tongue? You got to get that checked out. How do you? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's a Kurt, tongue's pretty normal. Maybe a little short, Kurt. Shut Chloe, up. classic Pretty tongue. big tongue? No, classic normal tongue. tongue? Normal tongue. Classic, let's see. Uh, that was all good. Yeah, classic. <laughs> classic. We're, Kurt, when you, we're when, you led, when you led with three point whatever, I yeah. I know that this is, in retrospect, how could I? But I was really prepared for feet at the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> like a cartoon. Yeah. And I... Now I'm, I'm honestly, frankly, I'm disappointed that this man's tongue isn't bigger. But hey, you know, they say guys, mm-hmm. when you see a photograph of it, you will say, <laughs> I wish it was shorter. It is incredibly upsetting. Imagine Gene yeah. Simmons tongue and a little bit longer than Gene Simmons. tongue. Sure. Good. Got it. Here it is. That that honor might be enough for some people. But Stoberl feels a giant tongue is nothing if not used for the betterment of humanity. It's a gift, he told HuffPost. I have to use it. So Stoberl has started using his liquor as a paintbrush, making portraits. I appreciate the term liquor yeah, for tongue. Yeah. That's, that's a made-up uh, synonym. Yeah, that somebody like wanted to work the word liquor in. Liquor. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you go to thesaurus.com, liquor ain't in there when you <laughs> uh-uh, put tongue uh-uh. in. Uh, no. The search bar. Sure isn't. Uh, he started dipping his tongue in acrylic paint and then onto canvas. Stoberl has done numerous tongue paintings, including one of talk show host Steve Harvey, but is proudest of his most recent work, <laughs> A Giant Beaver. I mean, he knows his audience. He gets yes. what he's doing. Do you, I'd buy it. Do you think, do you wish that you were famous enough to be deserving of a of a portrait done by world's largest tongue man? We could commission it. I bet if we reached out, something tells me we could afford to get one commissioned. <laughs> I would. I think we should. Okay. I think we should get a piece it's of agreed. art made, a Banana Boys portrait, and we should make it into a poster, and we should sell it. I think that that's a great piece of merch. Tongue-painted portrait. Yeah. It's just that easy. A, it's just a licked, that easy. A licked portrait. A licked mm. portrait. Uh, a Lichtenstein, if a you A licked will. banana? That's a, like, it's going the other way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this painting definitely appeals to my taste, he said. I'm fascinated by beavers. He's really good. Yeah, he's uh, good. Stoberl, who also works as a sharp-tongued stand-up comedian, was inspired to become a tongue painter two years ago after seeing the work of a tongue painter in India. Quote, however, when I heard him talk about the nausea he experienced putting the paint in his mouth, I realized I needed to cover my tongue with saran wrap first, he said. It took, st- oh. so he's painting with a saran wrap covered tongue. It's amazing. In between going to open mics. In between going to open mics. <laughs> it took Stoberl oh about six hours to complete the beaver painting. Quote, the area surrounding the beaver was easier to lick than the beaver itself, he said. Now that, I mean, come on. But that's, honestly, that's, um, 
That's not true. There's hair around it. Anyway, true. It's so much <laughs> that is also the main true. part is so much easier. Anyway. <laughs> right. yeah. yep. Stobrel's work with his tug is more of a novelty than anything else, but the yeah, I can't imagine it earned him a good. spot in the record books. It, that it feels good. I said you said it's more of a novelty than anything else, and I said I can't imagine that it feels good. I can't imagine. He's I don't know. Good at this. He's showing <laughs> off. He's too cocky. He's 26 and he thinks he's good with his tongue. He is That's... bad with his tongue. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. I think you're right. I do want to see a picture of the beaver painting. I have not seen it. Um, yeah, it's going to be there. Rec- it's, yeah, we, yeah, it's just it's just literally just like a circle with teeth. With a little uh, recordcenter.com. <laughs> a website that specializes in wacky records said Stoberl's beaver painting, which measures 36 inches by 24 inches, is the largest painting of a beaver painted using tongue. Stoberl <laughs> plans to focus his tongue and his creativity towards works inspired by Andy Warhol, but is also considering doing a whole series of paintings focused on his favorite animal, the beaver. Nick. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. It is not very good. <laughs> it, I'm also seeing it for sale on a Craigslist. I'll put the link in for one dollar. So I do think we can commission this guy. Oh, for one dollar? Uh, I mean, oh god, it's the best way to do this. I'm going to pull it up on my phone and just show the camera because this is so. I mean, it's uh, it's it definitely looks like a beaver. I'll say okay. it looks like the the mammal, the beaver. I wonder if he sketched it with pencil first and then painted with tongue later, because you could technically do that, right? You're still painting with the brush of the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> this is, you know, how sometimes you watch a comedian do do you guys do you guys swear on this podcast? I've sworn already. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Sometimes stand ups will do what I call a fuck act, where they're just mm-hmm. on stage, basically like you know, being as like charming and single as possible. And so somebody uh-huh. afterward will a want fu- to, will want to fuck, fuck them. That's a it's a it's a fuck act. And I feel like this beaver oh, painting yeah. is the equivalent of a fuck act from a stand up. <laughs> oh my god, it's so bad. It's so much worse than I thought it was going to be. I love that you guys both think that's bad. I think it's really, really good. I saw the guy in Vancouver (laughs) paint the Khaleesi from Game of Thrones with his penis, dipping in paint, and it looked exactly like her. This looks... I, I have high standards for odd body painting. <laughs> that, but yeah, pretty incredible. That's but guys, so bad. Like if you, but Scotty, if you wrap that dude's dick in saran wrap first, I bet you it wouldn't have looked as much like Khaleesi. Well, good point. I also right? bet Thank this so a, much. Do you think point. this man has a very small penis? <laughs> I hope he has a huge. Do you think penis. he's? Do you think he's like? No, it's fine. Three point seven inches is average. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Nobody jokes that's right. about that. <laughs> that's right. When he yeah, that's his next wall, thing. He his tongue. That's the next thing. He just comes out like 3.92 is a cool length yeah. for anything. Hi, I'm Nick. I have a long tongue, but a short <laughs> Do you think he's been stretching his tongue to compensate? <laughs> <laughs> or just trying to reach it, yeah. Yeah. Just wow. trying to reach <laughs> it. Yeah. I, I hope he's got... Uh, I hope he's packing uh, in every way because when you have the world's longest anything, I'm sure I'm sure it's weird to have a tongue that big. Yeah, I wonder if he's got a cool voice or a tongue thrust or lisp or anything. I wonder if anything comes with that. I would love it. I would love it if he had that long of a tongue, but then all of his fingers were half length. 
like they only came up to where normal yeah normal knuckles came to like like simpson's hands weird little mitts yeah scotty you seem to be on this guy's side i i don't i this i have no faith in this man whatsoever i don't have it's hard for me to have faith in any 26 year old man but a 26-year-old man yes. who has unfortunately been endowed with a giant tongue. Yeah. Is um I'm just rooting for him. Yeah, you're rooting for him. I'm uh I, I am ye of little faith over here. Oh, uh, but uh, you know what he's look, I I think you could look at him as trainable, you know? Sure. Yeah. He's yeah, yeah. he's got the raw potential. He's, exactly. Yeah. It's like a, a football coach watching someone. He's a walk-on. Got... He's a he's a walk-on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right but when he french kisses somebody does he knock them over is it something that he has to think about can he spit a pumpkin seed like 40 50 feet you gotta wonder how yeah. good is this guy can he let you know if your fillings are gonna fall out soon <laughs> i hope he's by i hope men get to experience him yep yeah i hope everybody gets i <laughs> uh, hope everybody gets to have a great time with this guy i think there's a look, i think there's a 50 50 chance that nick is listening to this right now <laughs> Actually, that's probably true. I'm team Nick. A guy who's like, I'm going to paint a beaver painting will Google his own, has Google alerts on his own name (laughs) and will listen to the podcast. Yeah. And Nick, I'm, I'm on, we're, we're team Nick. We're team Nick. Chloe, she's not. Yeah. I got to say, I'm not team Nick. I'm not team Nick. (laughs) Hey, Nick, you want to prove me wrong? Please don't DM me. But I I hope, I would love, (laughs) I hope at some point in life you prove me wrong. (laughs) <laughs> that's right that's sort of a positive spin. just not to my face that. that's right <laughs> not within four inches yeah. let's say yeah scotty uh, give us one i got one for you this paul bosco sent this in thank you paul paul bosco this was on kurt's favorite website boing boing.net uh <laughs> written by david best in the biz Pes- peskovitz he is good what a thing I, thing I like about Boing Boing is it's got five letters each for five fingers of each hand. That's why I got a Boing Boing on each <laughs> on each fist. I hope if you ever get in a fist fight, you say Boing Boing as you throw each punch. B-O-I-N-G. And- yep, it fits. Boing and Boing. But you'd have to have one on the thumb. So it would look like Boing, and then you'd flip it over to the G. Yep. Boing. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. I used to have a... Uh, I, like early Tumblr, maybe really early Instagram, I had a burger reviewing website called peepmeat.com. Kurt, yes, do you remember Peepmeat? Yes, I do. For a brief time, it was the biggest burger site online where strangers would submit burgers and reviews and where they were, and it was really fun. And there was a guy who um, got interviewed by Vice Magazine because he put up an ad, and he had the craziest name. I'll have to Google it. Um, but he would put your company's tattoo he would tattoo your company's logo on his body and we sent him $20 or $200 and he put peepmeat.com on his body where on his body interview I think he ended up putting it on his armor's neck but during the interview with Vice the guy's like any weird ones he goes yeah I got one from peepmeat.com I hope it's not porn and the Vice (laughs) interviewer is like it looks like it's a burger site it actually looks legit and he's like oh for real that's great (laughs) that's amazing that he never checked yeah that he never like looked just looked it up before putting it on his body for forever yeah he just I, I saw it online that he was like selling his body as like ad space and at the time I was like well let's get peat meat out there and it kind of worked for a hot second wow. also don't Anyways, you think the tattoo cost two hundred dollars 
Yeah, I would guess maybe a hundred dollars. I would get it. Yeah, let me. Just, I'm gonna That's find right. it after I do this story. But also, good segue. Fast food workers <laughs> tampered with train tracks so they'd have a slow night at work. <laughs> yeah, give it Chloe, to me. Where are you from? Where, Minnesota. What part of this country? Minnesota. The good okay. Midwest. This is from Pennsylvania. Yeah. Okay. So Tilden Township, Pennsylvania. Police have charged Ryan Berea and Amy Shaner or Shanner, who both work at the same Wendy's restaurant for allegedly tampering with railroad tracks. According to the cops, they were pulled up uh, they pulled up to a railroad crossing and placed a shunt on the track. But why would they ever do such a thing? <laughs> During an interview, they told us that their intentions were that if the gates would malfunction, they could somehow block the traffic and that would prevent people from showing up to Wendy's and then they would have a slow <laughs> night at work, which is so dangerous, it's unbelievable. Uh, this is from WFMZ. Police said Berea made a makeshift device and placed it on the tracks that would mess with the signal sensors, which meant that the gates <laughs> the gates wouldn't have gone down when a train was approaching. Nobody gets hurt. I'm going to jump to the... I'm going to let everybody know no cars got hit by this, but this could have been truly catastrophic. Also, so the You'd think that they would say, let's close the gates artificially so that the cars right. would back up. The train conductor is not. Okay. All right. I'm with you. You are too smart for this world because wow. that is exactly what they should have done. Sure. Well, I think that's what they were trying to do, but they fucked up and it just kept the gates open, right? That's right. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. exactly it's, it. It's surprising um, that two Wendy's employees with a harebrained scheme to <laughs> slow down their business would would accidentally make the gates do the opposite of what they were intending to do. <laughs> That's exactly right. They did the opposite thing and could have, uh, in the, one of the cops uh, that interviewed said, a crash could have absolutely occurred. Um, um, I have a question. I, look, yeah. I feel like hmm. I, I kind of don't want to admit it. But what's a shunt? <laughs> That's a great question because I had what's no idea shunt? what it was too. But shunt? I think it sounds like something if somebody walked up to you and called you that, you would be like, I'm definitely offended and I can't explain For some why. reason, I feel like it's uh, it's the thing that like a door, like a thing that holds a door open. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that shape, that triangle shape, I feel like is a shunt, but I don't know. Like a wedge? It's. Like a wedge. Yeah. Like shunt. Yeah. It says I'm looking up it's shunt. a wire taped rail to rail threaded through a cotter pin, which he recognized as a shunt. Oh, see a cotter pin now. Oh, classic. That yeah, you just had to say cotter pin, and now I understand. Now we all know. Now you're absolutely yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Take is that uh, cotter as a cotter pin looks like a uh it looks like a barrette. Let's see. I have no idea, but this just also shows that we are innocent of this crime. We, yes. The three of us, we're no way. We don't know what shunts or cotter pins. Uh, we do know what Wendy's is. Uh-huh. Um, that's huge for us. This is a fun, this is a fun like, supervillain plan gone awry, yeah. you know? Right. I, I mean, honestly, I, I wouldn't have even, I didn't even think that the things went down automatically. I thought someone controlled them. To find yes. out that it's just like an automatic thing, oh. like when weight or something is on the tracks, they go down. It makes sense that that's how it works, but uh, yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. it was an important enough function of them that like someone had to be like, we have to push that down. You thought that? Yeah. You dumb shunt. 
Yeah, <laughs> Sean. Sean does. Oh, it's, people say that in the UK affectionately. It's a. It is. Yeah. It's, pretty, yeah, it's, it's, totally it's not. A, it's not a bad you word. You cannot say fanny pack, yeah. but you can say dumb shunt. <laughs> You can say we went out last night and got shunted. <laughs> um, so the result was the gate was short circuited, would not have been activated if a train went over the wire. In this case, a train at normal speed would have already been at the gate before the light in the arms were activated. So nothing happened again. But Berea or Borea was charged with multiple crimes, including one that I've never heard before. Ooh, ooh. Shunting in public? <laughs> got it. No, he got it. <laughs> he uh, he was arrested for criminal mischief mm-hmm. and heard of it. risking a catastrophe. Risking a catastrophe. Very accurate, though. Both incredible crimes. Criminal mischief. Does is that a term that comes up a lot in the in the news articles that you two cover? No. Yes. Oh, yeah. Criminal, I guess. Mischief. criminal mischief. Yeah. Mischief. Sure. Criminal mischief is a beautiful crime to be charged with. Um, you know, it's a be- yeah. like it's two you're, beautiful words. You're too. You're too like uh, cute and and sneaky. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's a crime how cute and sneaky you are. But risking yeah. a catastrophe. A lot worse. Wow. A lot worse. Criminal mischief is like I move all the cards around at the at the greeting card store. So sometimes it says happy retirement for somebody's birthday. They're like, all right, mm-hmm. that's a little fine. Mm-hmm. The other guy's like, yeah, I pulled the cotter pin and the dam exploded and washed out an entire village. Oh, you know, now like, we're using mm-hmm. cotter pin willy nilly, aren't we? Well, we I all know, know what, what a cotter pin is. Yeah. I'm the only one who knows what a cotter pin is. I looked it up. You guys can't don't know. Like also, the guy that got his um, body tattooed with PeteMeat.com was yeah. named HostGator.com. He had changed his name to HostGator.com. It is oh. advice from 2013. So there you go. HostGator.com was his name. Yep. Full name? Or yep. did he still have a last name? Uh, he, it just, dot com, D-O-T-C-O-M was his last name. Hostgator was his first name. Dot com. Oh, wow. Hostgator. That guy's great. Oh, boy. I I would love a follow-up with Hostgator.com. Yeah, I will reach out to him. All right, please. Do you think Hostgator, do you think Hostgator.com has ever been charged with criminal mischief? (laughs) (laughs) Probably risking catastrophe. I mean, it seems like he is risking catastrophe generally. (laughs) Also, I think we should get him a length of his tongue just to round it out. So let's yeah. get in touch with also, him. Also, HostGator.com yeah. should get Boing Boing tattooed <laughs> over his little stumpy half fingers. <laughs> there was this dude in my hometown. I talked about him a long time ago, Kurt. And I think I had talked about him one time we found just a wheelchair and painted flames on it and then rode it down this steep hill in town all day because we Uh, thought that was fun. Of course. Um, But there was a kid that everybody said was a Satanist. So this was like like fifth grade, sixth grade, sort of like the elementary school turns into middle school years. His name was Seth. He lived up in Westminster, Maryland, which is fine. Um, But like one time I looked outside during a thunderstorm and he was yelling at uh, the sky trying to get struck by lightning. Like he was this kid. Oh, that guy's great. Mm -hmm. And so he would chant stuff. He just tried to convince all of us he was a Satanist. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. One day I'm at uh, a public pool with friends. It's the middle of summer. And my buddy comes over and he's like, Seth is trying to crash a train. And we're like, Satan is Seth. And so you're like, okay. So we all run down the street. We're in Glendon. We're in this little quaint town called Glendon. And we run down to the train tracks. And sure enough, there is Seth. And he has placed a bicycle. I guess he stole a bike and rode it to the train tracks. And he's dumping uh, gasoline on it out of a gas can, a red gas can. 
And we're all standing there like kids, like, what is about to happen? This is so scary. Yeah. And then and also like, exciting. Like, oh, yeah. Thrilling. Because uh, you guys think that the train's going to hit it and it's going to blow up and jump off the track, right? Yeah, because a full size <laughs> and not a commercial train. I mean, a commercial train, a not a passenger train. <clears throat> a hundred ton engine. Can't take a flaming Huffy. <laughs> Uh, Flaming's uh, Trek mountain bike, a Trek antelope, <laughs> yeah. lit on fire hours before the train gets uh-huh. there. So the tires explode, the tubes pop, all that stuff, and we're like, "Oh man!" And he's like, he's like pumped up, and as it's like burning, this pickup trunk comes like ripping in, pulls up to him, and Seth starts running. So we start running. We run back to the pool, thinking it was like an undercover cop. Which, like, I think yeah. when you're a young person, you just assume everybody's like, yeah. undercover cop. Yeah, you're going to get arrested just for looking at something. All adults are essentially undercover cops at that mm-hmm. age, anyway, right? <laughs> yeah, they're all narcs. That's exactly right. Yeah, they're all going to get you in trouble. Um. So, or we thought it was like a fire chief or something that was going to be like, "I saw a fire. I smelled smoke." <laughs> So instead, we all go back to the pool and we pretend like nothing's happened and we're going with our day. And then we find out that the guy that was chasing him was his dad. And that his dad, this is the part that has haunted me for all these years. His dad watched Satanist Seth go out to the shed and get um, a, ga- a red gas tank like that you'd pour into your tractor or whatever, riding a lawnmower. And instead of being like, hey, what are you doing? His dad followed him while his son stole a bicycle out of somebody's yard, <laughs> rode it to a train track, let him light it on fire, and then pulled up and gave chase. So I think the dad was just like, what is this knucklehead going to get into next? And he got in trouble. The fire department did come. We heard the sirens. We all thought we were going to get arrested. Turns out it was fire engines. And they put it out and got it off. The trains kept rolling. But yeah. Oh, my dad was just like, I'm tracking my son. Yeah, arguably, arguably the opposite of an undercover cop. Arguably, like a <laughs> like an undercover permitter. You know, he's like, yeah, Lawyer. you just keep going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you knock yourself I, out. At first, at first, when you said that, I was like, oh, that's crazy that he like followed him and didn't just stop him at any point along the way. But you're a dad. But now that I'm a dad, it's. you're curious i'm very conflicted now because you in some way because if you just stop them from getting the gas tank and then put the gas tank like it's the kid is gonna like i'm doing something fucking crazy today yeah Yeah. and if you like follow it through and then make sure no one gets hurt and then it's like now this is big trouble like you're obviously in big trouble now because you actually did a thing as opposed to where are you going with that no 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 no, stop that because then they're just going to go find another thing and outwit you in some way. Is this, you know where, and you can stop it, and you can make sure no one gets hurt. Especially, it sounds like Seth had a long history of this. Yeah, um, I mean, I wish, I wish I had recorded him, but we didn't really have that kind of stuff. Yelling at the sky during a thunderstorm, trying to get struck by lightning, like pointing at the sky. Because <laughs> I mean, it was yeah. incredible, and then nothing happened. Seth had stuff going on. Yeah. Wow. Guy. How do you punish a There's kid a like that? Great question. I do. I don't. I'm terrified about that. I'm absolutely terrified because I also know. I right now my daughter is five, and when it's like, uh, and there's no pun already at five. There is no punishment. Yeah, there is Tickles. no punishment. Tickle torture. <laughs> Tickle torture. I like to be like go into your room. She goes. She goes. Okay. 
and then just goes into a room and then just like looks at me. Just like, <laughs> I'm having a fucking great time. And then she like takes out like stuffies, put them all around. I'm like, I'm with all my buddies. And I'm like, all right, so go to your room. Does it work? Like what? Like you can't read tonight, <laughs> you know? It's yeah. Like removing education abilities. You know, it's like that doesn't feel right for a punishment. Punishments yeah. just don't work is the answer. Punishments don't work. And especially when your child is an arsonist. <laughs> yeah, Satanist arsonist. <laughs> when you're a small town where the ki- yeah, yeah, wow, yeah, how's taking yeah. away your matches? Yeah, take you don't know away. you don't know All what right. that's up to anymore. Sadly, that was probably thirty years ago. Mm-hmm. So I ho- I'm sure he's doing great. He's probably a leader of industry. Yeah. You can decide what industry, yeah. but I'm sure he's doing really well for yeah. himself. He might be a drain conductor. <laughs> that would be amazing. So. Yeah, I uh, I'll tease us into a break here. Great. Uh, scientists try to teach robot to laugh at the right time. Great. That's exactly what this <laughs> world needs. <laughs> it's funnier when they don't. <laughs> um, it really is. Well, we'll be back with more laughs on bananas. Come here. Folks, we are back on Bananas. Scotty, give us one fast shout-out, and then we're going to yep. get back to this sweet, sweet guest. Yes. So Ashley Yule is shouting herself out. She's an apprentice tattoo artist, and the first tattoo she did in the tattoo shop was of a banana. Hell she sent a yeah. picture. It looked like a banana. It looked more like a banana than um Nick's tongue beaver art. So congratulations, Ashley. You're well on your way. Keep us posted. Every time you do a banana, Send it our way. Send those bananas. Uh, now, of course, we are here with the very funny and fantastic Chloe mm-hmm. Radcliffe. Both of them. Chloe. True. Hello. Hello. Chloe. Mm-hmm. I want, uh, um, what, what is it, hostgator.com to get um, a tattoo of Nick's beaver painting. Great. We great. Will, I'll try to track them down. And if it's affordable, well, I'll say put that beaver right underneath peatmeat.com. Yep. We're really going to confuse yep. people. Yep. Oh man. And we Do you do you have any tattoos that you regret, Chloe? No, just a birthmark. Uh no, I uh the viewers can't don't know they can't see my face. I have a big thing on my face. Anyway, um no, I don't have any, any <laughs> tattoos at all. No tattoos. It's no lovely. Thank you, thank you. Um no, no no tattoos or piercings. But I once um I did hold a boyfriend's hand while he got the only tattoo we had been dating for a week and he got the only tattoo he has and it is of his own name. <laughs> and he will Last name or first? First. Name? <laughs> First what? And he and he like, he got it on his arm, like on the easiest part on his shoulder. And he said it was the worst pain he's ever experienced, and he'll never get another tattoo. Is, he's a, he's a comic. He's a comic. Okay. Yeah. Does he? Oh, so you guys don't want to say because I want to know if it's a cool name or not. Um, I I absolutely will say he's very funny, and we're 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 not dating anywhere, but we're uh, we're on fine terms. Uh, his name is Jeff Sheen, and so we got Jeff. He got Jeff, and he is the third <laughs> Jeff that I have ever said I love you too. And okay. so at that point, I already had so many Jeffs in my life that I was like, I don't, I, you know, usually we had been, we hadn't been dating for very long. So it was possible that I, you know, if I hadn't dated two Jeffs before, I might've forgotten his name and needed the tattoo. But I, at that point That's I had the right. name memorized. And That's... was it 
J E F F or was it the controversial G E O the G off? No, no, no. He's a hometown boy. He's a J E F F. He's he's a purist. Classic. Yes. He's a Jeff purist. I wow. I'm my wife is named Lauren. My brother's wife is named Lauren, and my father's wife is named Laura. Oh boy. Wow. Yeah. So, yes, all of there. my friends married Amandas, and all um, of your friends. If I ever forgot a spouse's name, I think I would just <laughs> say Amanda, and I'd be eighty percent likely to get it right. All right, I'm going to get into this story real quick for you guys. Yes, this sir. was sent in again by Copy Haste. Thank you wow. so much, Copy Double Haste. Down. This is uh, from the Guardian. I've got a third one. I'm not going to be able to get to it, but I got a third Copy Haste one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, the Guardian, written by Hannah Devlin. Ooh. Best in the biz, science She's correspondent good. for The Guardian. Really good. Uh, scientists try to teach robot to laugh at the right time. This <laughs> is absolutely right up my alley, Chloe, because in case you don't know, and in fact, no one knows, because my special comes out in two days. There you go. But there is a, there. I have a post-credit scene to my special in which uh, these guys I know who are data scientists wrote me an algorithm yes. that writes jokes. Uh, so they like fed it hundreds of mm-hmm. hours of stand-up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Jokatron. And so like I bring Jokatron out and we like, just like a Marvel movie where a new character gets introduced post-credits with mm-hmm. post-credit scene with Jokatron on stage doing jokes and they're very funny and stupid super stupid and so this is kind of this is right up my alley this is the flip side of it laughter comes in many forms from a polite chuckle to a contagious howl of mirth scientists are now developing an ai system that aims to recreate these nuances of humor by laughing in the right way at the right time yeah the team behind the laughing robot, which is called Erica, say that the system (laughs) could improve natural conversations between people and ai systems Wow, okay. It is interesting. They could have called it Chucklebot. I or would Lola. have called it Chucklebot. Yeah, what a... <laughs> hey, hey, this is my robot laugher, Erica. <laughs> now, I, the question intense, is, yeah. does Erica laugh when she gets introduced because her name is objectively funny? <laughs> if she doesn't Great laugh question. when people say, this is my laughing robot, Erica, then she's a fucking failure. I I mean like she like that is one of the things. Also, immediately that you're like she, where we're saying like she to the AI system. I mean, it is a fucking. It's a bunch of code in a box. Okay, here it is. Oh, I guess it. No, it's a robot. Sorry, it is a a female looking anthropomorphic Asian robot. Still a bunch of code in a box. A female looking anthropomorphic robot (laughs) is still a bunch of code in a box. So you know, name it Cody. Watch yeah. what you say, Chloe, because they're going to listen to this. Yeah. And later hey, they could come for you. Okay. I'm just saying, be nice to them now. Yeah. Robot overlord. Signature. Take me out. Mm-hmm. Fucking, I don't, I'm not trying to fight. I'm not. You, you me neither. Kill me first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So but do it with that dog one. I, if, yeah. I, if any of them are going to kill me, I want to be beat to death by that dog robot. Mm-hmm. I don't want the big humanoid robot to like kill me. I want the dog one to like step yeah. on me a thousand times. Smart. I want to die in slow, excruciating pain. 
from <laughs> just an- a dog going back and forth, back and forth, opening doors, back and forth, opening doors. Yeah, I want the robot to kill that's killing me. You know, first I want it to laugh at inappropriate times. I don't want it to laugh at the right times. Right. I want it to do something. I scream. It waits an awkward beat and then starts laughing. Right. Yeah. I want it. I want it to kill the humor of the moment first. Thank there you. We go. There it is. There it is. We think that one of the important function of conversational AI is empathy, said Dr. Koji so Anu of Kyoto University, the lead author of the research published in Frontiers of Robotics and AI. So we decided that one way a robot can empathize with users is to share their laughter. Inu and his colleagues have set out to teach their AI system the art of conversational laughter. They gather training data from more than 80 speed dating dialogues between male university students and oh, the robot. God who was initially teleoperated by four female amateur actors. Not professional actors, folks. They're using amateurs for this. Yes. Also, dialogue, yes. They're only, they're training, the the banter that they're using is from 20-year-old men in college? Yeah. Who think they're speed dating a robot. It is so, I mean, the, when you're speed dating a robot, you're probably laughing at fucking weird times because you're speed dating a robot. It Mm -hmm. should have just been like normal two humans having a conversation. What the fuck is wrong with these people? (laughs) (laughs) You know, 20 year old guys, they're so funny. They put empty beer boxes on their head like a crown and they quote movies and commercials and stuff. Yeah, they and they they can recite all of Dumb and Dumber. (laughs) Yeah, you know, funny guys. Wow. Uh, The dialogue data was annotated for solo laughs, social laughs where humor isn't involved, such as impolite or embarrassed laughter, and laughter of mirth. This data was then used to, and they use the word mirth all the time. Laughter of mirth. Oh, this was a laughter of mirth. This data was then used to train machine learning systems to decide whether to laugh and to choose the appropriate type. Type. It might feel socially awkward to mimic a small chuckle, but empathetic to join in with a hearty laugh. I have no, I do not agree with the, that sentence in any way, shape, or form. Uh, the people I feel like running it's less this socially awkward to mimic a small chuckle than to join in with a fake <laughs> hearty laugh. <laughs> that seems fucking crazy. Yeah, the people no, I'm running this. <laughs> Fucking suck. <laughs> the people running this are not fun or funny. The people running this are running this because they're like, we can never figure out when to laugh. Yes. And yes. everybody thinks we are so fucking awkward. And so maybe if we make a robot that tells us when to laugh, we'll finally fit in at family Thanksgiving. Chloe, I think you're being too generous. I think it's the other way. I think it's a bunch of guys that are like, we have never successfully made a human woman laugh. Yes, boom. We need to name a robot Erica, which is funny to (laughs) Americans only. And we need a robot that will sit across from us as we crack jokes that do not make sense. And it laughs when we stop talking. Listen, babe. Listen, babe. Listen, babe. Listen, babe. Listen, babe. I got. Listen, babe. (laughs) 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 Erica likes. Erica likes. (laughs) <laughs> Your tongue is long enough for me. What a nightmare this is. Great story, though. It is a great story. Um, 
And then it just goes on and explains kind of like the more details of it. There was like four different laughs that it could use. Um, and then people would rate if the laughs were being used properly. Mm-hmm. And then just right at the end, Professor Sandra Wachter of the univer- of the Oxford Internet Institute at the University of Oxford, which definitely sounds like a University of Phoenix, mm-hmm. if I've ever heard one, uh, said, quote, one of the things I'd keep in mind is that a robot or algorithm will never be able to understand you. It doesn't know you. It doesn't understand you and doesn't understand the meaning of laughter. They're not sentient, but they might get very good making you believe they understand what's going on. It's like, holy shit, (laughs) Professor Sandra Wachter coming over here to fucking shit all over Erica. (laughs) Professor Sandra Wachter got divorced from a robot. Recently. recently (laughs) He'll never understand you. He doesn't get it. All right? Okay? You... he doesn't. He doesn't know what you want for Christmas. He does. He's not going to remember your birthday. He might make it That's seem exactly like he right. does. No. No way. God, that is incredible. That is so incredible. Well, I have one more quick one since Curdy B had to bow out. Chloe, have you Let's had a it. nice time on bananas thus I've, far? I've had a. I've had a hilarious and fantastic time. Well, good. I'm going to come see you. I know it's going. this is going to come out after, but you're headlining the Improv Lab, uh, lab next yes. week, right? Yes, Tuesday, November 1st, which for everybody listening is in the past. Well, uh, kill. Check in. Yeah, yeah. I want you to know, if you're listening to this, um, you missed the greatest stand-up comedy performance of all time, actually. That's, um, it was, legend has it that uh, Chloe Radcliffe crushed at the Hollywood Improv Lab a few days ago. <laughs> I've seen so many great shows there, though. I love, I love the Hollywood Improv Lab. I, um, it, d- did you have any pick in the lineup, or were they like, hey? I did. I booked the, I booked the whole lineup. Give us um, some names. I'm is... going to see you on Tuesday. Yes, um, uh, Atsuko Okatsuka. Great. And e- yes, Ian Carmel. Hilarious. Uh, did house party with me. So funny. Um, Akila Hughes. On the pod, did bananas. Wow, look at this. And then Patrick Sussmilch. No idea who that is, but I wish him or them luck. Yes, he is a very funny stand-up who is originally from Minneapolis. We started in Minneapolis together, and we have just stayed best friends. He lives out here now. I can't believe you and I haven't crossed paths before, but I'll say, hey, I'll go, hey, we met. I'm Scotty from Bananas. And then you have to laugh either like a robot or like a, a real human woman. Um, let's <laughs> well, let's see. Let's go out. On How was that for timing? <laughs> I loved it. Best I've ever had, honestly. Okay, great. Um, this was sent in by Jenna Danielle. Thank you, Jenna Danielle. Um, this is a rare one. We don't do this all the time. We've done a couple of these on the pod, but this was actually a Reddit post on today. I, uh, effed up. So mm-hmm. T I F U. Um, and I think it was posted by More Than Dork, so you know it's going to be juicy. Great. Today, I fucked up by throwing a steak out a window. Last night, yes. Okay. ready. Last night, my wife's boss uh, from her brand new job invited us over for dinner. Also, jump in at any point, no problem. On the Uh drive over, my wife reiterated many times to me how important it was to make a good impression. I scoffed and arrogantly informed my silly wife, not a great start, uh, that I always make good impressions. My wife's boss is a single lady in her 50s, so it was just the three of us. Uh, I need to point out that... are you are you dating a are you are you partnered to a woman? Yes. 
Yes. Has she um, ever um, had to reinforce, it sounds like upwards of three or four times, hey, you have to make a good impression on this person? Not once. Yeah, so it really does seem like um, th- whoever this guy is, he's he's starting, his track record might not be the best. Oh, yeah. He's off to a weird start. I mean, if it is like, more We don't good, know what the history is here, you know, but it's no. not it's not looking good. That's right. So my, that's exactly right. My boss's wife is a single lady in her 50s, so it was just the three of us. We chit-chatted over drinks and salads and seemed to be really hitting it off. She laughed at my well-timed, perfectly appropriate jokes, and my wife seemed pleased. Yeah. Wow. Wait, is that is Erica writing your jokes for you? I know. Uh, well-timed. Soon, she brought the main course, a nice, big, juicy steak for each of us. As I began to cut into my steak, I was discouraged to discover how undercooked this steak was. Now, I've had my fair share of rare steak. I prefer medium, but I can handle rare. This was several minutes uh, on the grill hot. Oh, sorry. This was several minutes on the grill hot, short of rare. I probably could have resuscitated the cow if I had tried. Instead, I sat there fidgeting with my knife and fork, worrying about how I was going to get away with not eating the steak. See, already you just go, could you throw this in just for two more minutes for me? I'm so sorry. And yeah. any host would say, yes. Of course. Boy. Yeah, not, right. Not you go, I'm, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fat wimp and I want my steak cooked more. And you just go, you know, whatever. That's fine. Take the L, get what mm-hmm. you want. So what do I do? Oh. Oh, just eat it raw. Just yeah. eat the fucking. Sure. You're going to live. Right. You're going to make it yeah. through the night. Do I claim yeah. veganism? No. I'd already feigned great enthusiasm upon seeing the steak. Just then, our hostess excused herself to the kitchen to take care of some dessert preparations. I, as I looked around the fancy dining room table at the open window of this third story apartment, a cartoon light bulb appeared over my head. And I no. knew. I, yeah. <laughs> I knew I had to be decisive, realizing that she could return at any moment. I committed to it. I grabbed the steak with my hand, gently shook off the juice, and perform- and executed a perfect throw right through the center of the open window. What? Here's, here's the big time FU. The window wasn't open. <laughs> it was the <laughs> cleanest freaking window I've ever seen in my life. That is, until my mostly rab- raw slab of steak slammed up against it and slowly slid down, leaving a trail of bloody juice <laughs> in its wake. My wife, whose steak was a nice medium rare and was unaware of my predicament, turned, jaw dropped, and stared like me like I was an alien from another planet. He threw a steak into a window in a night where he's just Did not he supposed to... Did he think his wife was not going to notice? Totally fucking crazy. Did he think, if, even if the window was open, did he think that his wife was going to look over and was going to n- miss the, like, fling the elbow movement? Right. It's going to be like, nice, good toss, man. You ate that steak so fast. I'm going to lie with you the whole time. Okay, okay. So, yes. So, this is like a family guy, you know, trying to throw the frog out the window. Exactly. Scene. Yes. So, underwear, my predicament, my uh, her jaw oh, her jaw dropped, and she stared like me like I was an alien from another planet. This look uh-huh. slowly turned and morphed into there is a no place on this planet you can ever hide from me expression of demonic uh-huh. anger. Fair. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the wife's side this yeah, whole fucking time. Of course. My wife's boss heard the thud of the steak on the window and came quickly. She took in the scene, the steak sitting on the windowsill with blood trailing down, my empty plate, and then gave me a puzzled look. 
Oh, uh, it was like a, I didn't know what to say. It felt like a moment of silence, uh, three or four seconds at most, though. And finally, the best I could manage is, uh, I'm so sorry. I am such a klutz. I don't know. I was just cutting it, and it slipped. Just ask my wife. I really am a klutz, honey, right here. Uh, I will clean this up. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, both women continue to stare at me like I had escaped from the loony bin yeah, as uh-huh. I smeared the blood around the window with my cloth napkin. <laughs> <laughs> dusted off the steak and continued to mutter my incoherent explanation. So nobody bought the story. Uh, he proceeded to eat every bite of the disgusting, cold, bloody raw steak. I window thought... window slap steak now. <laughs> yes. I mean, like a guy... tenderized. Okay. Yeah. So he eats the whole thing. Sure. That's fine. I remain pretty. Qu- could have done it from the jump. Could have saved everybody yep. a lot of embarrassment. Yep. I remain yep. pretty quiet for the rest of the evening. Evening, my wife's only two words to me since the incident, or after the incident, really is. I think what he's trying to say is, "I'm fine." And then here's the update: just got my first post. I'm fine. Communication from my wife via text, who is at work. Quote: Good news. My boss's name. And I had such a good laugh over how much of a fucking idiot you are. <laughs> I hope you know you will never live this down. Love you, moron. Well handled. Wow. Wife wins. She should leave him. <laughs> she should absolutely consider another I, man in her life. I mean, uh, if the, here's the thing. I don't know this guy. Nope. Maybe, maybe he's a fucking charmer. Must be. And this is like, he's a goofy dude. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he makes goofy jokes. Mm-hmm. And he's a really a wonderful man. And he's yep. going to be a great dad someday. Yes. And, and you know, sometimes he, he goofs up. He's a klutz. Sometimes he panics and chucks his steak uh, without I checking. I hope it's that. Yeah. But just from this story, I am on the leave him train. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty big red flag, I would say. It's a red flag just smearing down a clear window in your boss's yeah. three-story. Yeah. yeah. It's a good a, bl- a blood red flag. That's it. Well, Chloe, where can they find you? Where can the Bananimals track you down on Instagram, TikTok? What do you got? I'm on I'm on all the social media platforms. My handle is at Chloe Badcliffe uh, on all. I am my name is Chloe Radcliffe, and it's like my last name, but bad. That's good. Uh, I get it. And uh, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's bad. That's good. That's um, anyway, well, that's where I am. Thanks so much for being on, and thanks for riding out the back of this episode. Now that Kurt had to go live his Hollywood dreams, if you just do me the smallest favor, and we'll say bananas on three, and we'll wrap it up tight. One, Absolutely. Two, three. Bananas. bananas. Bananas is an Exactly Right Media production. Our producer and engineer is Katie Levine. The Catchy Bananas theme song was composed and performed by Kahan. Artwork for Bananas was designed by Travis Millard. And our benevolent overlords are the great Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. And Lisa Maggot is our full human, not a robot intern. Bananas! Bananimals, follow Bananas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love what you hear, feel free to rate and review our little show. And of course, please visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Bananas merch.